I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I like to hear this sound. Yeah! Hey, everybody! It's me, your boy, Stu McAllister! Uh, with me, as always, most of the time, nobody. I have Sadie Dog sitting next to me, Sadie Dog. Rarely chimes in, uh, is very disinterested. She only wants to go outside and eat frozen poop. <laughs> and I had a quick heart-to-heart -heart with Sadie Dog before we started the podcast. And I said, listen, Sadie Dog, I am not letting you out because you eat way too much poop. And way too much poop is one. One poop is too much. Now, she seemed to listen and take heart, but uh, once I let her out, she will immediately forgot what we talked about and go back to eating poop. I don't know why she does it. I, people in the past have talked about how uh, dogs eat poop because you feed them uh, cheap food. You know, like, uh, you're eating a dog chow or what, you know, the shit that's like 10 bucks for a 40 pound bag, right? Like you feed your dog that because you can't afford anything else, right? And I'm, I'm not trying to shame anybody, but I mean, it's the reality of what you're feeding your dog, right? Uh, Sadie dog has to get a very weird, um, food because she's got, uh, protein problems and uh, I have to get it specifically from the goddamn vet. And uh, you know, you know, if you're ordering any kind of food from the vet, it is not what's known as cheap. <laughs> it's Hill's prescription, I think. And uh, some people recommended I ordered on Chewy. And uh, I looked at it, and shockingly, it's cheaper from my vet. Now, I don't know if she is uh, scoring me a deal, because my vet is uh, Dr. Jen. And uh, for those who don't live in West Michigan and or pay attention to what the fuck I have to say, Dr. Jen is the veterinarian for Crash's Landing, a, a shelter an animal shelter, or specifically a cat shelter, a no-kill cat shelter that I volunteered for for several years. And uh, I try to promote and support and I give things too. And so I don't know if uh, they're like, all right, let's hook up this boy. So, uh, so there you go. I actually have to take the two dogs into the vet next Tuesday next Tuesday I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today I gotta take them in for their yearly vet appointments and um, I don't have a problem doing that I mean that's part of the it's it's part of being an, a pet owner right you, you take your dog your cat your whatever into the vet you get them checked out. You are your your pet's health insurance. That's what you have become. And that's what I am. The only issue I have is they're always like, uh, you're overdue. Oh my God, you're overdue for the vet. And I'm like, well, why don't you send me a reminder in a, insta instead of a fucking like, hey, you dumb shit, you're late. How about like, hey, your dog's going to be... Uh, due for an appointment in a month. How about you make one, you jackass? How about that? Send me one of those instead of like, hey, you dumb fuck, you're late. Because I'm not going to lie, everybody. I don't fucking keep track of shit like that. I got other things going on. I don't remember when I last took my dog, my dog to the vet. I can't tell you the last time I've seen a doctor, for Christ's sake. The last time I saw a doctor was when I had blood clot issues and I went to the hospital and I stayed overnight. I had zero fucking insurance. I stayed overnight. They discharged me the next day. They had me pumped full of fluids. I had two IVs, everybody. I had an IV in each arm. 
and it was very awkward to go to the bathroom. And, and initially, they didn't want me to go to the bathroom without assistance because they thought I couldn't walk. And I'm not going to lie, it hurt. My one calf, my right calf, was incredibly swollen. It was like rock hard. And uh, it made it difficult to walk. But I was like, fuck, I can walk, ladies. I don't need you to come into the bathroom with me and you see my big old tallywhacker, my ding dong. And thankfully I was able to convince them that I didn't need it, but because of the IVs, I don't know if you ever had an IV, it makes you piss a whole lot. So every couple hours I had to get up and take a leak and it was a pain in the ass, particularly you're just trying to sleep. Now, uh, if you guys didn't know, a hospital is not a good place to get sleep. There's always a commotion, there's always beeping, there's always lights going on. It's very loud and busy. Nurses coming in to check in on you. Fuck, it is unpleasant. But when they discharged me, they discharged me to a doctor. Um, and, it, and it was a doctor who wasn't going to accept me. I had applied for some insurance the Obamacare, and then the doc was like, yeah, I don't take this. And I'm like, this, your part, uh, this is in Grand Rapids and West Michigan, Spectrum Health is, is like the big cheese. And I was like, you're a part of Spectrum Health. That is who I was discharged from. I was discharged from a Spectrum Health hospital, and they sent me to you, you fucking jack hell. Nope, not going to take your insurance, you dumb cunt. So I, uh, I remember I got a hold of the social worker and uh, I was just like, the f how are you discharging me to somebody who's not going to take the insurance that I have? Unfucking real So eventually I went and I saw a guy and uh, I only saw him once. I was terribly unimpressed, but what are you going to do? What are you going to fucking do? Hopefully you guys have health insurance. Hopefully you guys are in good health. Hopefully you guys don't have problems. People always ask me about the blood clot. It's it's there. It's The blood clot apparently is never going to go away. And the one on my leg, I'm not too concerned about. It's not that one. Uh, it was also revealed to me that I have blood clots in both lungs. How about that, everybody? How about that? And one day, one of those things will dislodge and go to my brain and fucking end it all for me. <laughs> uh, so when I hear other people kind of whine and bitch about whatever their fucking health problems are, I'm like, go fuck yourself, for Christ's sake. Nobody seems to care about blood clots. They got medications, blood thinners, and I was on a blood thinner for a while, but then the doc eventually was like, hey, you know, it's Six and one half a dozen of the other, you know, the blood thinner might help with the clots. Um, but then if you cut yourself, you can fucking just bleed out and die. Well, that's great, Doc. Thank you for that. Uh, so then I just decided to get off the fucking blood thinner. So I'm like, why well, pay for this thing that might fucking kill me just as much as a fucking blood clot? So dumb. I don't understand how they just can't go in and remove the goddamn blood clot. With everything going on in the world of medicine, how is that not possible? How is it they're not able to shoot like lasers into my fucking uh, leg and fucking destroy the blood clot? I mean, they do all sorts of crazy shit with blocked arteries and whatever. How are they not able to fucking handle blood clots? I don't get it. I'm not a doctor. Are you guys doctors? Are you nurses? Are you a physician's assistant? Are you anything in the medical world? Please let me know. Please. Please tell me why I'm so stupid and can't understand why the fuck they can't uh, help me with this shit. Particularly, again, the lungs. Uh, I, I, I often get winded just fucking walking upstairs and I hate that shit. I used to be in relatively good shape. I used to fucking do triathlons and marathons and shit of that nature. I can't even imagine running like a 5K now. God damn. Oh, well. <laughs> this wasn't anything I thought I would talk about today. 
but that's what happens, man. Uh, when you just ramble. I mean, lately, that's what it's always been. The beginning of the podcast has always been Stu Ramble, Stu and Jamie Ramble. And, and, and that's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, first, though, I would like to say thank you to you, the listeners. Um, it was pointed out to me today that someone listens to the podcast that I had zero fucking clue that they listened to the podcast. It is a woman that I met in uh, Louisville many, many years ago at a comedy show. She came to see Hal Sparks at the comedy club there in Louisville. And uh, for those who don't know, Hal Sparks, very funny guy. He's uh, been on TV a whole lot. He actually, he hosted the E! Network Talk Soup. If you guys remember that show, I don't know if it's still on the air or not. They've had a lot of great hosts of that show. Aisha Tyler... Uh, the fuck, what, what is, that tall fucking gangly dude, John Henson, why, why can, why can I not remember the fucking name of the douchebag, who, Joel McHale, that's his name, I met Joel very, very briefly, several years ago at Laugh Fest, and, uh, I know he couldn't have given two fucks about me. Uh, but it was just very weird because it was, um, he, we were at the Pyramid Scheme, which is not a comedy club. It's, a, it's actually a very cool uh, rock hall. Uh, it's pretty small. It sits like 200, 250. But it's got a very cool uh, backstage area. It's very small, but the, the, the green room is very cool. And they, Laugh Fest would do shows there. And the one year it was uh, the, the musical duo, those two chicks, uh, Garfunkel and Oates. And uh, I've never actually seen them. I was never able to see their act. But I, he I heard they're super funny. But uh, the show was over. And when the show was over, it was going to go into the Dirty Show, which is the show that I produced and put together for many years. And uh, I always like to see if I could get some of the bigger acts to, to hop on the Dirty Show. So I'm back there in the green room. I, I meet the two ladies. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get shit ready for the show. And, and Joel McHale walks in. I was like, oh, fuck, hey, it's Joel McHale. He, he came because I, I guess he knew the Garfunkel and Oates chicks, or at least he wanted to meet them. And so I'm thinking, oh, fuck. I can get these chicks to sing a dirty song. And hell, fuck, I can get maybe Joel McHale to get on stage and say some shit about his dick or something, right? That'll be cool. And then he said, hey to me, and then he immediately looks at the two chicks and he's like, hey, Pete Holmes has got a show going on at midnight. We want to go see that? And then everybody fucking left. <laughs> They're like, yeah, fuck the dirty show. Which just blows my mind away because the whole concept of the dirty show at uh, the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal, they actually call it the Nasty Show, uh, they would always get, like, drop-ins, just comics to come on and, and fucking let loose and have fun, and you're, like, blown away, like, who's popping in? I actually went to Montreal tw twice, twice, and the Nasty Show was always the best show of the fucking fest. It's the best. You're just fucking people just saying crazy shit, and you're loving it. So, yeah, Joel McHale. But anyway, so, uh, Wendy, when the lady uh, down in Louisville came to see Hal Sparks. Uh, I opened for Hal. I knew Hal. Like, I don't know him incredibly well, but I know Hal. I, let me see. I don't know. Maybe I got his. Do I have Hal Sparks' phone number in my phone? Let me check, everybody. Let me fucking check. Hold on, everybody. Now I need to fucking find out. Hold on. Do I have Hal Sparks? No, I don't. God damn it, Hal. <laughs> oh, well. Every once in a while, I got a relatively big name comic in my phone, but apparently I don't have Hal's. But, uh... So she came to see Hal, but then she took a, she took a shine to my comedy act. And, uh... The, the, 
several times that I came to Louisville afterwards, she would come out to the show. Very nice lady. I like her a whole lot. We're Facebook friends and everything. And then she, uh, on a post today, she indicated that she had been listening to the podcast. And I can't lie, everybody, that uh, it means a whole lot to me that people listen to the podcast. Uh, they get some kind of enjoyment out of it. Maybe it's a whole, like, uh, shade and fruit thing. I think that's the correct term. You're, you're taking a certain level of enjoyment in my misery. <laughs> And that's fine, too. I don't really care. My life is a fucking mess currently. But I do appreciate the fact that people I don't really know. Like, I know Wendy enough, but I don't know her know her. So it's it's touching to me that people uh, listen. And, and uh, you know, even if you just listen once, I guess, thank you for listening once. And, uh, and there we go. It, uh I get a lot of, um, I get a level of enjoyment from this dumb fucking thing. I don't want to call it therapy, but it is, it's a good thing for me to kind of, uh, verbally process shit. Even though I'm not necessarily talking to anybody, Jamie's not going to be around. Um, so it's now just me saying shit into the microphone weird weird i today um i heard a commercial on the radio the radio how weird is it that i still listen to the radio do any of you guys listen to the radio i imagine most people it's like podcasts or uh spotify or pandora or whatever or something else they probably don't listen to terrestrial radio but I, I do, and I was, I was listening to it, and they had a commercial for uh, broadcasting opportunities. And I can't lie, fuck me, man. I uh, would just love to be on the radio fucking talking, interacting with uh, the listeners. That's the one thing I wish I could do. I wish I could interact with you, because the one thing uh, that Wendy said is she said she was talking to the podcast, like talking to me and whatever I was saying, as if I could hear her. And uh, I, that's what I want. I want you guys to say shit to me. And I wish I could, uh, I wish I could hear you and interact with you. Like you could on the radio, like you could call in, like you guys, you can't call in to me because God knows when I'm going to do this fucking podcast. It's, the, things change. Times change. And I'm not, uh, clearly you guys all know from listening, I am not uh, up to date on technology. Uh, my technology skills are poor at best. I am amazed that I'm able to even get up this podcast. I know people have complained about like sound levels and all. And trust me, everybody, I have tried. I have done some reading. I have watched some YouTube videos. I can't fucking get it. I upgraded this podcast recorder, hoping and thinking it would change things for the better. And apparently it's remained the same. I guess. I don't know. I wish I had a producer of some kind, but uh, you, you get what you get. But the commercial was about broadcasting opportunities in the broadcasting world. Fuck, I would love it. God damn, man. I really wish I had gotten that opportunity to be on that morning, that morning radio show several years ago. I wish I had been the sidekick, the, the second banana. I would have accepted being the third banana. The guy chiming in with fucking uh, sports and traffic and weather. I would have been okay being that stupid jackalope. But just to learn. Fuck. Fuck. Hey, everybody. Today, the 22nd of February is uh, Graham Van Bach's birthday. So if you are friends with him on the facial book, 
Yeah, or even if you just remember him from when uh, he would sit in on the podcast with me on this. Go wish him a happy birthday. He's uh, living up in Petoskey, Michigan. They must have a shit ton of snow up there currently. But it's his birthday. I don't know how old he is. 53 something. I don't know. I don't know how fucking old he is, but he's he's a good dude. Uh, I miss Graham a whole lot. I really enjoyed when he was uh, living in the house. It was nice. It was convenient. Uh, he and I got along very well. We gelled very well. It's a bummer. So wish him a happy birthday. I actually, I texted him and uh, he and I are have a relationship where we can call each other awful things. <laughs> and I called him an awful thing and I said happy birthday. And then he want what he wanted me to do. He's like, hey, if you wanna if you really want to wish me a happy birthday, I want you to uh, make a diet coke display, crack them open, and then just put Mentos candy in them and walk the fuck out. <laughs> So he is aware of my uh, frustration with the, the current job situation, the uh, merchandising position with Coke. And uh, today, today was a day, uh, you know, the same as every other day. Things get changed. Nobody tells me. The goddamn app that I'm supposed to use to track my hours didn't fucking work. I actually, uh, I don't know if you guys follow me on Snapchat or not. I, 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 don't, I, I don't use Snapchat very often. Rarely. But uh, I, what I did is I uh, took a Snapchat of me trying to log into the app and it just kept logging me out. And I'm like going... I can't do what I'm supposed to do because this app is a huge piece of shit. And uh, I tried to log in twice on Snapchat. And I actually was thinking that because I was filming it for Snapchat that it would work appropriately and it would show me that I was a fucking moron. Nope, it did it twice. Both times it failed. And there were numerous times I just tried on my own without recording and it just didn't work. And I'm like, uh, incredible frustration. Incredible frustration. Um, the days are early at work. I'm, I got to be at places at 6. I know a lot of you guys probably start earlier than that. And God bless you. God bless you. I start falling asleep at like 8.30, 9 o'clock now. God damn it. But uh, so I get to work at 6. I'm, I'm at the store. I'm just trying to do what I can before a shipment comes in. They they drop the load. I was getting 10 fucking pallets at the one goddamn place. So I'm just trying to clean up the back, get, uh, compile shit as much as I can so that when the guy brings in shit, it, w it won't be a problem. So I'm just getting rid of like knickknack shit, right? And uh, so I'm out there. I'm just putting stuff on the shelves you can't i don't want to say you get in the zone but you're just focused on your shit and uh, you know that early between six and seven there's nobody really there it's just employees the store is open to people if they want to come in so i'm just there i'm trying to put stuff on the shelf and i just hear this guy yell damn damn and that's all he's yelling he's just yelling damn and so i'm thinking it's it's an employee He's mad about something. He's mad about shelving an item. Something broke. Something whatever. So I stop what I'm doing and I'm looking because this person is loud. And uh, he said it numerous times. He said it at least four or five times. Like loud enough that you could be several aisles away and you could hear this dude. He wasn't like me talking to myself to a motherfucker. I say that a whole lot during that. It's like, motherfucker fucker just you know muttering to myself like i'm a fucking lunatic so i look up and it's this large black dude didn't work there wasn't i don't know what the fuck he was doing i don't think he was shopping he didn't have a shopping cart 
He had nothing in his hands. No one was with him. He was just like walking down the aisles yelling, Damn! Damn! And then he just kind of wandered away. And I was like, please wander away. Now, I, the store that I was at uh, is the Meyer store on 28th and Kalamazoo in Grand Rapids. And for those who live in the area, you know that store. That store has a reputation. Um, it is called the Ghetto Meyer. And it was, it's, uh, or Third World Meyer. That's what I heard it was called as well. And uh, it used to be a real shithole. Um, but then they closed it down. They kind of demolished it. They rebuilt it. They made it bigger and better. And, uh, I mean, this, the actual physical store itself is nice. But you cannot control who comes into your store. And it's just fucking lunatics. There's, it's just a fucking a lot of goddamn lunatics. A lot of fucking lunatics. Just crazy, crazy people who are consistently asking me questions, asking me to do things. It's usually old ladies asking me to grab things off the top shelf. A lot of fucking uh, people riding the scooters. A lot of people riding scooters. And I'm not trying to judge, but I always eyeball them. Like, why the fuck are you riding a scooter, bitch? So it was just a day. It was a lot of expectations. Um, I get zero direction from anybody. I ask questions, too. Like, I text the guy who's the manager or the supervisor or whatever of the week. And I'm like, hey, man, because the store, I had 10 pallets at the one store and then I was supposed to go to another store that had four pallets and the one that had four pallets the, their order came in way earlier than the one that had 10 so I was at the store where 10 was supposed to come it was like a little after 7 10 pallets weren't coming into like 8 30 so I told the shipping and receiving clerk I was like I'm gonna go to the other store because it's there apparently already and I'm gonna go and, and just do it and she's like okay she's like you know more than I do. And I said, I don't know shit, really. I don't know shit, lady. So uh, I go to the other store. And, and I, I'm, just try, I'm just trying to do my job. I'm just trying to put sugar water on the goddamn shelf. That's all I'm trying to do. Let's put sugar water on the shelf. And a guy who is a supervisor, he shows up for some reason. I don't know why the fuck he showed up, but he was there. And he's trying to help me a little bit. He wasn't there terribly long, half hour, 40 minutes maybe. And then he's like, I got, I got a lot of phone meetings I got to take. I'm like, all right, sounds like you're bragging. Go get it, dude. I don't know what the fuck to tell you, man. I wasn't planning on you being here, so I'm going to fucking go do it anyway. Fuck. So I'm back in the back. and I'm going to tell you guys, when you're in the back of these grocery stores, don't think there are members of Mensa back there. There are not. These people are not bright. These people were probably people who came in to the store on a regular basis because they were homeless and they're just looking to get warm. And the manager of the store was like, hey, if you're here every day, we might as well put a name tag on you and you can put shit on the shelves. How would you like that? And the lunatics are like, yes, yes. And that's how it happened. The one store dude was talking about how he wanted to butt chug a bottle of vodka. And then he farted. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to clear out his colon for the for the vodka or, or what. But I'm just like going, God damn it, man. Just why? Why is this happening? Why am I surrounded by you people? What what? The, the choices I have made in my life are poor. Poor! So there's a shipping and receiving clerk back there at the, the one store. And I, uh, I'm just trying to compile things again, trying to take four pallets and turn it into 
two or whatever. And I'm listening to her talk. Apparently she has a daughter who's applying for grad school. And she just wouldn't shut up talking to this other coworker about it. And she, apparently her, she has a son who's in college and I'm hearing all this information and she goes, yeah, sometimes I try to talk to my son and knock on the door and he just ignores me. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can understand why your son ignores you. Is what, what I wanted to say out loud is what I wanted to say out loud. And then, uh, you know, when I leave, again, it's one of these things when I leave, I tell these people, I'm like, I'm leaving. Is there anything that you need me to do? And she's like, yeah, you need to take your, your empty pallets outside. All of these stores have different ways of doing things. And the smaller ones, they basically, they want you to get rid of shit and put it outside. I'm like, all right, I'll go put it outside. But the door is an emergency door only kind of thing. And I'm like, I've never taken anything outside on this fucking, your stupid grocery store. I'm like, is this alarm going to go off if I hit it? And she's like, no, but you got to open the right side. It's got the fucking deadbolt up top. I'm like, all right, God damn it. All right. Um, so I do the deadbolt and I open it up and God knows why the fucking alarm doesn't go off. It instills a whole lot of... Um, security in my brain and I take the shit outside and they do a horrendous job of shoveling their back area shoveling the dock area because I just have a fucking pallet and I'm trying to move these fucking pallets around with the pallet jack and the pallet jack is not meant to be used in the snow I just want to be like you fucking bitches god damn it but we did it I got it. We're done. I go back to the other store. I deal with the 10 pallets. They're there. Hooray! Hooray! So I'm just trying to fucking deal with stuff. Just trying to get out what I can. And the day went okay. The day was fine. I uh, ended up working like an eight and a half hour day. I thought it was going to be a lot longer. Thank God it wasn't. And um, so I get I get ready to leave, and I'm I'm out in my car, and as as I already said, I uh, I tried to punch out on the Green Mile the app, and it wasn't working, and uh, I just lost my fucking mind because these guys say, yeah, I don't know why the app doesn't work, <laughs> dummies. So when I got home, I called the lady from the other job opportunity and I asked her some questions and uh, she answered them and then I said alright her name is Jamie as well and I said alright Jamie I'm taking the goddamn job it pays more uh, I'm not going to have to do any driving around the, the, the job is the job my hours might change uh, apparently, I'm not going to get two days off in a row because it's a seven-day-a-week operation. And uh, I was like, I don't, right now, I don't care. Fuck Coke. Fuck these guys. Fuck their lack of direction. Fuck the stupid app. Fuck them all. Fuck them all, city dog. What do you say to that? So I have to go and do another drug test and goddamn fucking uh, they gotta do a background check on me and everything and I'm like oh god Jesus fine go ahead do it I don't do drugs I, I haven't committed any crimes you're gonna be there's gonna be no problems it'll be fine so I'm gonna start on the 10th March 10th because I told them I said I gotta give I gotta give coke at least a two week notice so I'll give Coke the notice, but I bet you guys, I bet you money, they will fuck me with hours. Or they will just tell me, like, yeah, just don't, uh, just don't come in. And that's why people fucking do dumb shit. That's why they don't fucking, uh, people just bail on jobs. 
They uh, go on lunch break and they never fucking come back. I get it. I 100% get it. Jobs don't care about you. God damn it. It sucks. I just want a little respect. If Coke gave me, if these employers and supervisors just gave me a little bit of respect of like not fucking with my schedule and telling me when the schedule changed at least and trying to fucking help me with this goddamn app. And again, that's the thing that bothers me the whole thing uh, the most about this app is that it's my fucking punch clock more or less. You fucking with my money? When the stupid app doesn't work, you're fucking with my money. So goodbye, Coke. I'm going to call them tomorrow. I have off tomorrow. I'm going to call them tomorrow or email them tomorrow and just be like, I'm done, you motherfuckers. Here's my two-week notice, bitch. Here's my two-week notice, bitch. So we'll see what the fuck happens. The woman was kind of surprised when I told her I'd take the job. She was like, really? And that scares me. But it's just a dumb job. Coke is a dumb job. This job I'm taking is going to be a dumb job. Ugh. What do I need to do to get my life in order? What do I need to do, Sadie? Sadie, tell me. So when I get home and after I talk to the lady, um, there was a lot of wet fucking snow. It's just kind of shit and sloppy. It's awful. It's easy to get stuck in your driveway. So I said, fuck this shit. And I got out the snow blower. I did my driveway. And then I did seven, my 17 neighbors in their goddamn sidewalk. I was able to get my snow blower going and I did it. And I feel good about it. It's not a big deal, really. Uh, to do the sidewalk, it probably took me 15, 20 minutes, would be my guess. Um, and, you know, it's not even like a tank on the fucking snowblower. Uh, I have a two-gallon two gas can that uh, I've been using this whole fucking winter, and there's still plenty left, so it isn't like it's taking up a whole lot of my gas. Fuck. $5 worth of gas. And you just go and you do it. Too many of my neighbors are either too fucking lazy or they're unable to, to do it. And it just bothers me so goddamn much when I see people walking in the streets because the streets are plowed instead of the sidewalks. I'm like, fuck, let's just do the goddamn sidewalk. I'll let these motherfuckers, they can do their own goddamn driveway. If someone wants me to do their driveway, I'll fucking do it, but you're going to pay me for that shit. That's on you, motherfuckers. That's all you, motherfuckers. But I feel good about it. You need to do good things to make you feel good about shit. And I feel good about shit. And it's all right. Even though, you know, it's the snowblower doing all the work, it's still a little bit of workout for you because you still got to slog the snowblower through this wet shit. So I definitely felt it in my arms, and I mean, I did work a long day at work. The, the coke job's still a very physical job. I got in the mail today uh, that package that got returned. I had, uh, for those who don't know, uh, you should know if you listen to this. If you listen to this podcast more than once, you're aware that I have a Patreon. And uh, for the Patreon subscribers, I, I often send them gifts. So uh, that is a, uh, it's an incentive for you guys, at least. I know I have given out uh, two, two different t-shirts. And this last time I gave out these little uh, mini tools. There was like a five-in-one mini tool. It was a, a knife, a bottle opener, a pen, a uh, flashlight, and a keychain. It's a nice little thing. Everyone... Everyone uh, kind of looks at it like, what the fuck? But when they actually get it, they're like, oh, this is the fucking greatest. This is super handy. And so, uh, so it's a little incentive. It's me giving back to the fans. That's what I like. It's only five bucks a month, everybody. Please consider subscribing to 
Patreon if you could. That would be awesome for me. Clearly, I'm not going to make a living out of it, but, uh, you know, fuck, it can, it can help with some shit. So uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy the free podcast, you'll like the Patreon because it's the same goddamn shit, just more. I do, I do it every other day, freebies Mondays and Thursdays and the Patreon every other day. So I had mailed a guy down in South Carolina. I mailed him the tools. I gave every Patreon subscriber three of them. And I mailed it to him way back in uh, January, mid-January, I think. And uh, he never received it. And so, you know, I kept the tracking number. We checked the tracking number. It said it was unable to be delivered. And it was getting mailed back to me. And actually even said that it was it had already been sent to me. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't get it back. And so this weekend was a little bit of a fiasco. I went around to a couple different post offices. And I was like, hey, do you know where this is? Because apparently it's getting sent back to me. But it is, has not come back to my house. But it showed up today. I got it. So uh, it's just weird. I, it's his address. I don't know why it didn't get to his address. But I'm glad that it showed up back to me. The only thing that pisses me off is that I paid for it to get sent to him. So I, it's not like I got my fucking money back. You fucking, you ripped me off, you fucking post office. It was like five bucks or whatever to mail this shit. You ripped me off, you fuckers. You fuckers. So I, uh, I had three left, and I mailed it to him. I said, look, dude, I'm not mailing it to your house. Give me your business address. So I mailed it to his place of work. So hopefully he gets it at his work, and it won't be a problem. And it won't be a problem. You know what is a problem, and it's a dumb problem, and it's not even a real problem? Just one of these things. I don't. Do you guys follow professional sports? Sports, sports ball. Do you guys do that? I enjoy sports. I cannot lie. I enjoy playing them. I enjoy watching them. I enjoy going to games. Uh, am I a fucking meathead? Uh, jock? Fuck no. I was always just kind of average. In any kind of sport. I never fucking dominated. I never completely sucked. Just there. It was okay. Um, even basketball. Like I'm tall, 6'5", and a lot of guys, oh, you must have fucking been great. I'm like, nah, not really. When I was in high school, I was never, I was pretty skinny. You know, I was like 6'5", and probably like a buck 60 or whatever in high school you know, I'm not a very big dude but I enjoy it uh, so what I'm talking about though is football football is probably my favorite sport to watch uh, there was a big to do with the player Carson Wentz for those who don't know he was the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles um, pretty good quarterback the last year or two haven't been very good for him he's still a pretty young dude I think he's only like 28 pretty young and uh, he recently he got traded to the Colts Philadelphia wanted him out and they, they got him to the Colts I think it'll be good for him Frank Reich is their coach and I think he was their offensive coordinator uh, in Philadelphia for a while so he already knows Wentz, and that was when they won the Super Bowl. So Wentz is going, and when you go, uh, everybody's got their own numbers, right? Everybody's got a number on their jersey, and apparently his number is 11, and he's worn that uh, when he was in college, and he wore it with the Eagles, and now he's coming to the Colts. And you're like, oh, Carson Wentz, he'll get number 11. Yeah, apparently a player already has number 11, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. And uh, Carson Wentz said, hey, man, uh, what's up with the number? And Michael Pittman said, go fuck yourself. I'm keeping it, you dirty bitch. <laughs> and 
and uh, I guess Wentz was like, all right, no biggie, and there you go. Because that's how it fucking should be, everybody. That's how it should be. I know a lot of uh, players will, will go from one team to another, and sometimes they'll maybe they'll buy it from a player. Uh, they'll offer them, I don't know, 50 grand or some shit to fucking give up the number. But I'm like, who gives a fuck? It's a stupid number. You were number 11. Now you're going to be number nine. Who cares, right? If, if you have a superstition about numbers, it's fucking retarded. Uh, it's also, I feel good about uh, Pittman Jr. He's like, nah, it's my number, man. This number means just as much to me as it does to you. Sadie Dog, come here. Come here. I don't know if you guys heard her or not. She's just whining like a little bitch. And there's no reason for her to whine like a little bitch. Uh, she just wants to go out and eat poop. Right, Sadie Dog? You're not going out to eat poop. So I'm glad Michael uh, Pittman Jr. kept it. I have no idea who he is. I've never heard of him. He is a wide receiver. Although it is kind of weird that a wide receiver who relies uh, solely upon the quarterback to get him the ball is uh, going to be standoffish with him from moment one. You would think like, hey, man, all right, I'll give you the fucking jersey. And, and there you go. And then now throw me the ball more. Make me a star, motherfucker. But whatever. It's not a big deal. Good for him. We all move on. It's a dumb fucking thing. It's a dumb fucking thing. It's a dumb fucking thing. For the listeners, the longtime listeners of the podcast, you guys know how I feel about guns. I am not a fan uh, I, I would be perfectly fine with the government coming in, in and saying, hey, everybody's losing your fucking guns. Give them up. We catch you with a gun, life imprisonment, and uh, we hang you up by your balls at night. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. But I understand that's never going to fucking happen. All right, everybody? I get the government is never going to say enough is enough. And we're taking the guns away. I get it. If you want to own a gun, have at it, man. I don't understand it. I don't understand these people who own multiple guns. What's the point? Like, if you're a hunter and you got a rifle here or there or whatever, like, hey, all right, there you go. You're going to go hunt deer or whatever else. Whatever. You got it. But some people own, like, multiple fucking handguns. And I'm like, why? What do you need so many guns for? It just, guns are problems. I 100% believe, everybody, that I will never be shot by a gun because I don't own a gun and I'm not going to put myself in a position where a fucking gun needs to be had. Sadie Dog, I swear to God, if you fucking start whining again, I will punch you in the mouth. Have any of you guys ever punched a dog in the mouth? <laughs> But, uh, you know, whatever. Some people are like, oh, how do you know you're never going to need a gun? I don't know, man. I just know I never need a gun. How do you know you do need a gun? Right? I don't, it's paranoia to me. What a, you can argue with me. You're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. Let, let's move on with our fucking lives. Uh, the reason I bring it all up, though, is because down there in uh, Louisiana... In Metairie, Louisiana, apparently it's near New Orleans. I've never heard of it. Uh, a guy was at a gun shop. Yeah, what is the name of the gun shop? Does it say here? It says uh, Big Dick Guns, I think is what it says. Um, Jefferson Gun Outlet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cheap guns for fucking losers. That's what it's called. But uh, apparently there was a guy there. It's got a gun range as well. It's a, it's a shop and it's got a range area. And apparently the clerk got into it with a guy there because a the guy, he like unholstered and loaded his gun 
before he went into the range area. And here's the thing. Too. This is probably my biggest thing about guns. Everybody's like, everybody should own a gun. And I'm like, man, I, do, you, do you fuckers want me owning a gun? Probably not. You know I'll shoot a motherfucker. Um... So I guess he, he they got into an argument and then the guy started shooting fucking people. Three people are dead. Uh, there are wounded victims that were taken to the hospital. Two customers at the range became involved as well. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. The suspect, he is one of the dead people. So you just, like, you, all right, the rules, I've only been, I've been to a gun range once. I went to Silver Bullet in Wyoming, Michigan here. A buddy of mine is like, hey, let's go to the range. I'm like, all right, okay, if you want. So we took his gun, we went to the range. It just wasn't for me. Am I a huge pussy? Yes. It was just too fucking loud. I just didn't care for it. Uh, my fucking dick didn't get hard when I shot the gun. I'm sorry. It just wasn't for fucking me. But wh why the fuck? There are rules, though, when you go, right? And the rules are you, you don't load your fucking gun, apparently, until you get into the fucking range. Why would you? I'm just worried about all these fucking lunatics and assholes. Are you going to stop walking around, Sadie? Stop walking around and stop crying. And I will let you out when I'm done, okay? Sadie Dog has, um, for being an old lady, she's always fucking wandering around this house. She'll wander upstairs. She'll wander back downstairs. She'll just kind of walk around. She'll jump on the couch. She'll jump off. She'll go back up. It's weird. Wean Dog is the complete opposite. Wean Dog is like in her bed, and she will stay there all goddamn day. So this fucking lunatic just shoots people. And then, I mean, other people are there with guns, so they're all shooting him too. It's just fucking, it's unfortunate and it's ridiculous. And uh, to me, it's just another example of why people shouldn't have guns. This guy should not have had a gun. Ugh. Not good. Not fucking good. It's not fucking good. All right, two more stories and then we're done. This story was interesting to me um, because it revolved around some assholes. And you know me, I love talking about assholes. These two assholes were, uh, you know them all, uh, former New York City mayor, former lawyer of Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani. Oh, God, what is... Shut up. Apparently, he was on a podcast with another fucking asshole, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, I think he was the guy who was a fucking... Um, he's the Breitbart guy. He's an ex-advisor of Trump. He's been in legal issues, I believe. Huge fucking asshole. But apparently Giuliani was on his podcast and they were talking about uh, good old Rush Limbaugh, a third asshole. And they were playing golf, apparently. Giuliani and Limbaugh were out playing golf in 2014 at a charity event. Right? That happens. You're out golfing. That's when you can go do things. Whatever. It's all fucking good as shit. I like a good game of golf. To me, golf, though, is more about, like, drinking and driving the cart and having a good time with your buddies. I am not that good of a golfer. It's fun, though. But he's telling the story, and apparently it was a fucking, like, uh, celebrity kind of thing, too. And apparently in the foursome, he was playing with Michelle Wee. And for those who don't know, Michelle Wee is a professional golfer, five-time LPGA Tour winner. And uh, there you go. And for whatever reason, he's, he's telling the story about how she's he, he's playing with Michelle. And I guess they were on one of the holes, and Michelle's getting ready to putt. And he's going, now Michelle Wee is, I don't know, how does Rudy Giuliani talk? 
like a fucking moron, I'm assuming. But he's like, now Michelle Lee's, she's gorgeous. She's six feet, and she has a strange putting stance. She bends all the way over, and her panties show. And the press was going crazy. So then Giuliani went on to finish his story, asking, is, uh, he goes, this is what bothers me. He goes, is that okay to tell that joke? I'm not sure. To which Banner replied, we already told it, so I don't know. And I'm thinking to myself, what fucking joke are you talking about? I don't understand what the joke was. The joke, what you said was the woman bent over, her panties showed, and you said the press was going crazy. Is that a joke? I don't even think that's a fucking joke. That's not a joke. That is a joke that, like, an open mic comic would think of just, like, saying something that's, um, like, a little, it, it, it's inappropriate, kind of disturbing, kind of like, what the fuck? And it's, it's not a joke. It's just, you said some words. It's not a joke. And, uh, so, you know, I mean, he, he said it on this podcast as much as I don't like Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon has more listeners to his podcast than I do. I have sixes of listeners. He's probably got, like, eights of listeners. So, but uh, a lot of people will hear it. And so, uh, Michelle, we heard it. And she goes, uh, what this person, meaning Giuliani, should have remembered from that day... <laughs> I swear to God, Sadie! What is wrong with you? Get up here. Get up here. Why are you puffing? What this person should have remembered from that day was the fact that I shot 64 and beat every male golfer in the field, leading our team to victory. I shot her thinking that he was smiling to my face and complimenting me on my game while objectifying me and referencing my panties behind my back all day. What should be discussed is the elite skill level that women play at, not what we wear or look like. She continues, my putting stance six years ago was designed to improve my putting stats, not as an invitation to look up my skirt. Nike makes skirts with shorts built in underneath for this exact reason, so that women can feel confident and comfortable playing a game that we love. So good for her. Good for Michelle Wee sticking up for herself. Apparently Giuliani did not re immediately respond to a CNN request for comment. What did he think was going to happen? What does this old senile fuck think is going to happen when he says shit like that? So the United States Golfing Association stuck up for her on Twitter. The Ladies Professional Golf Association also posted support for her. Like, good. You know, she's the golfer, not Giuliani. Giuliani is a fucking, uh, he's a bag of fucking old bones. He's another dude that I'm like, ah, man, I can't wait for this guy to kick it. Can you kick it? Yes, we can. Can you kick it? Yes, we can. So good for Michelle Wee. Uh, it is always funny to me how these ladies, uh, when they are playing golf or tennis or whatever, and they're wearing these, these, uh, Skirts, they are very short, and it is just kind of weird. And to me, like, I don't understand uh, it at all. Uh, I don't know, if I was a lady playing golf, I'd probably just wear pants. Why are you even going to bother with the skirt? Whatever. I mean, does it make you f feminine? Whatever. All right, get out of this. Florida man, Florida man. Oh, God, I just belched. <laughs> Florida man, Florida man. What do you think, Sadie Dog? Again, not a Florida man. It's a Florida whoa man. Um, mother dumb bitch. Suzanne K, 59 from Boca Raton. Good old Boca. It's funny that I talk about Florida because uh, for the listeners of the podcast, you know I'm re-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I'm at the episodes where... Um, Jake Peralta and Captain Holt are uh, in a witness protection program in Florida and they keep talking about how Florida's a shithole and they hate it. 
I love that show. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, watch it on Hulu. It's it's funny. But uh, this bitch from Boca, the bitch from Boca, she, god damn it, why does, hold on everybody. I will do that. Thank you, Christ on a cracker. She has been charged with making a communication in interstate commerce that threatened to kill agents from the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Florida said in a statement on Friday. The FBI received an online tip to the National Threat Operations Center. What a weird fucking group that has to be. On January 16th, that Kay posted information on her Facebook page that she was president at the U.S. Capitol on the January 6th. According to the criminal complaint affidavit filed last week, agents contacted Kay by phone and informed her of the FBI's interest in interviewing her. During the phone call, Kay asked the agents if they had proof that she traveled to D.C. Agents stated the FBI would like to interview her about her travel. She denied having traveled to D.C., but claimed she was aware of individuals who did travel there. January 31st, Kay posted a video on her Facebook page titled Angry Patriot Hippie, which was captioned, Fuck the FBI, and implied she will use violence against FBI agents if they come to her uh, residence. Listen, you dumb fucking bitch. You can't threaten the FBI on social media and think things are going to be fine. She posted the same video to her Instagram and TikTok. So this this old bitch, she's 59. Yeah, she's 59. She's got more of a fucking grasp of social media than I do. I don't know how I'd be able to share the video to Instagram and TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but whatever. Kay says, hey, friends. I'm here to let you know I need a drink. <laughs> I just got a call from the FBI that want to come talk to me about my visit to D.C. on the 6th. I told them, bro, broski, I ain't going to talk to you unless I have counsel. And being that I can't afford counsel right now, you're going to have to arrest me so I can exercise my right to counsel. She sounds dumb as fuck. And being that you don't even know where I live and you have to ask me, I ain't talking to you either. Well, they know where you live, you bitch. Being that you just spent four years persecuting a three-star general with no evidence, you think I'm going to fucking let you come talk to me? I'm an American. I know my fucking rights. My First Amendment right to free speech. My Second Amendment right to carry a gun to shoot you fucking assholes if you come to my house. No, you, you don't have the right to shoot them if they come to your house. It'd be like me telling the postman, if you come to my house, I'll fucking shoot you. You can't shoot them. So fuck you. Fuck you Follow me and I don't fucking care. I'm glad you know who I am, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. So, uh, dumb 59-year-old Boca bitch, she gonna go to jail. She gonna go to jail. She gonna go to jail. I like that she's going to jail because she's a dumb old bitch. <laughs> so there we go, everybody. Don't go to Florida. It's all awful people there. Unless you live there, and I do appreciate the fact you listen to this podcast. But uh, that's it. We're done. I'm done. Thank you guys for listening. As I mentioned previously, if you enjoyed this podcast, I have a Patreon, just five bucks a month. That's one less Starbucks. Uh, one less fucking Happy Meal McDonald's. Uh, so it's well worth your $5, I think. And like I said, every once in a while, I give gifts back to you. So uh, there you go. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys to do a couple things, though. Uh, first and foremost, I want you to check out another episode podcast. That's my buddy, Matt Harper. Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine, they get together once a week. They got a guest. And they talk about movies that shape their childhood. They drop new episodes on Wednesdays. And uh, it's always a lot of fun. This coming Wednesday, the movie's going to be There's Something About Mary. It's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon, I don't know if it's playing anywhere else, but if you got Amazon Prime, there you go. Go check it out. I love it. Ben Stiller, Cameron Diaz. It's great. That's the movie I think that made Cameron Diaz. Or no, no. She was in The Mask first with Jim Carrey. But anyway, uh, go check it out. You can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. Then go check out Colby's River Retreat. 
a cabin rental place in Tylertown, Mississippi. Uh, currently closed, but it's going to reopen in the spring. And uh, you and four of your good buddies can go down there and hang out, go tubing, hiking, have all sorts of fun. I don't know what else is in Tylertown other than the whorehouse. Uh, but there, maybe there's a gun range there. You can go start a ruckus at the gun range. But uh, you can follow them on uh, Facebook and Instagram. They got their own webpage as well. Uh, go give them a follow, and then you can find out when they're going to reopen and go down there and have yourself a good time. Then head on over to Facebook and check out the Sunday Slaw. That is Adam House and his partner, Stephanie. Uh, they like to eat coleslaw. And then they do quick videos of coleslaw. The, the, they Occasionally they do them on Sunday. I saw the video from last night. They were kind of eh about the coleslaw they ate. But I like it. Their video says two to three minutes long. And if you like coleslaw, it's going to be right up your alley. So go check them out. The Sunday Slaw. Hit the like button. Give them some suggestions of place to go if you guys like coleslaw. They live on the east side of Michigan, kind of near Detroit. Go check them out. And then lastly, check out Blissful Cravings Crafts and Gifts. Yeah, she can make yourself some good old uh, baked goods. I know Jamie has purchased uh, brownies, and she's got some choco bombs. Yeah, it's been some good stuff. We've also, also got uh, coffee mugs, coasters, face masks for the router, all sorts of good stuff. So go over there, Blissful Cravings Crafts and Gifts. Find out what she can do for you. Hit the like button. And there we go. So do those four things for me if you could. I appreciate it. So, all right, everybody, that's it. Again, I do appreciate you guys listening. Um, let me know that you listen. Shoot me a message on Facebook or Twitter, Elemental Podcast, and just let me know what you like, what you don't like, you know, whatever. So that'd be great. All right, everybody, I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for the Patreon. Have a good day.